0: And our beautiful and Cindy have brought us today's guest from a trip that they did to the US. Now, they found this guy in the street. Is the story that I'm hearing? It doesn't sound to me like he's a loiterer, but you found him in the street, and you've, you've managed to extract some really amazing um, gold from this guy, and I'm super, super keen to hear what it was that turned you guys on with him. Hit me with it. Kim,
1: do you want to go all like? I he, say something. You go, you I love go. how you think we picked him up from the street. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, what happened was that Kim and I went to New York and we went to the summit and it just so happens that Joel was actually at the publicity summit but we ran into him outside the front door and it just sounds like we ran into him in the street mm-hmm. <laughs> in New York. But I don't know what it was but we just started chatting and Kim and I and I. I don't remember the conversation um anymore but we we were talking to joel about why he was at the publicity summit um what was because the publicity summit is all about having a date with the press so it's a speed dating with the press so you get two and a half minutes to spruik what you can tell in the media whether it be tv radio magazines you know podcasting um anything like that so asked joel that question and both kim and i walked away going oh well, that was interesting we should have him on our podcast and so joel that's why you're here <laughs>
2: wow <laughs> and, and then, thank you for having me hello
1: and it's just wonderful having having you on the podcast we've all watched um the, illu- the illusion the, well, oh, yeah, my,
2: you've all watched the illusion right
1: thank you, know, you we've all watched it and For me, I I have to tell you, I was riveted, um, and upset, and in suspense, and dismayed, and blown away. I I don't know what else to say. I just, it wasn't what I expected. Um, But it, I I think we're going to really be asking some serious questions here because. We're wondering, is, is, is this a male thing that we go through or do females go through this? Um, you know, the midlife crisis that females and males go through. Um, I actually would like to hand it to Kim at the moment because Kim watched it with her husband and yeah. I it was really interesting what her husband said. Kim, do you want to talk about that? Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I think before I give that, perhaps we can just give our listeners a little bit of background. as to jo- So, Joel, maybe you explain to us what the documentary is about, why you created it, and then I think I'll give you my feedback as to what we saw in it. Would that, would that work? Because I'd yeah. love to know a little bit about how it all came about and what it's truly about and what your purpose is with it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, um, this was a... Uh... Something that was, you know, just an idea came to me. And I don't know how, you know, how ideas come to people. But as Napoleon Hill said, you know, that's the uh, all, um, all, all riches be in their form in, in an idea. Um, and, you know, just out of nowhere, this idea came to me because I had been working with Tony Yeton Salimi. And Tony is an elite life coach and business coach. And um, I started working with him in March. 2015 no April 2015 and I was going on this transformational journey of learning a lot about um, who I was before that point I had um, started to see to look at the world differently and realize what was going on around me and uh, think okay what is this life am I am I am I living am I living something that is really true to who I am or am I living the life I I've been um, to live and it's like, you know, when we talk about what we um, eat and Cindy, when you, you know, you you talk about the the food and the diet and how people don't have the education and they mindlessly go along with the flow of everyone and we all, and we all eat what we're told to eat and, and told to eat, I mean, by, by messages, by advertising, you know, let's go to Pizza Hut, let's have McDonald's, let's get a, let's get a coffee from Starbucks and, these things aren't necessarily what our body truly wants. But that, um, as well, um, happens in uh, in our life. When we're younger, when we're two, three, four, five, six years old, we're working from that place of inside of us of who we truly are and being creative and living in the moment. But when we, as we get older, then we start to look outside of us for uh, validation, and we begin to become people please and live other people's expectations whether that be parents, friends, society, culture, religion dress this way, walk this way, act this way, talk this way and if you don't you're an outsider and every single person that we've called great Einstein, Steve Jobs, uh, Steven Spielberg, Jim carrey they keep that in a child and they um, live, remain true to who they are and inspire others but also people are ridiculed for being outside the line and I just sort of begin to notice these kind of things happening uh, within me. And I think every single person can feel inside them when something's not right, something's not true to who they are. And so when you get to the age of over 35, I, I, I heard, um, it takes a certain level of unlearning because our default response is our programmed ideas and beliefs. So I started to, I am in a sort of, conspiracy of events happened to put me to align me to tony uh, salimi and it was on the inspired stage in where i heard him talk and i bought his book a path to wisdom which is was just really truly just ca- it captivated everything that i was going through everything i was feeling he put the, there was this man who had put into words everything that i was trying to convey to myself and it was just it was beautifully written up. It was like electricity every time I was reading something uh, in this book. So I met with Tony and had a, a fabulous eight-hour meeting in the, the Savoy Hotel of all glamorous places in London. And um, that led me to start the journey uh, with mm-hmm. one-to-one coaching with him. And I remember taking the camera into the first session because what this man was uh, helping me to Realizations about where I was, and it was just deep learning on on such a level that was beyond uh, all anything I'd ever heard of. Whether it was you know, were, you know, Napoleon Hill, Robert Kiyosaki, Jim Rowan Zig Ziglar. I was looking at all of these people, but this was you know, completely new level of um, personal and spiritual development. And because of the transformations that were happening to me, I thought. Wow, the world um, could hear this. I I just saw that if I am suffering, if I have these pains, if I have these problems, if I have these thoughts and these feelings, then there are uh, billions of people who are suffering without having a guide. Sometimes I wonder how people cope without having a professional to be that kind of mirror for you and reflect back at you, you, um, to help you get beneath the surface of your own lives. That's what truly inspired me going through this work, and then, of course, um, uh, I of course gave the the gift to to her to do this to do the same. We were both truly inspired to take with him with Tony um, to create this documentary series. The first episode of which you've seen.
3: So, so can I ask then, because it's quite a personal, and I don't want to give away the, 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 the storyline of the documentary, it's only 45 minutes long. So it's a it's really worthwhile mm. taking the time um, when it's released here in Australia. But if you are sharing something so raw and so um, personal um, with the cameras watching it on you and your wife and your life coach and all of that, like, did you yourself know that that's what you were going to say in the interviews and that that's where it was going to head? Like, did you have an idea or a feeling that the video or the documentary would head this way and expose a truth um, to the both of you in that documentary?
2: Um, Well, I mean, I guess that was the uh, phenomenal part about it. Um, We didn't necessarily know the outcome from the, from the, from the beginning. Uh, um, originally I wanted to be able to show what I was experiencing because it was about speaking the truth. And I just really got that. And I thought that's incredible. Uh, uh, because for the first time in my life, perhaps I had somebody who I could say anything I wanted to. And Tony is somebody, he knows everything about me. And he still likes me. He, uh, but he creates a safe space where you're able to share one's truth and that i was just truly mesmerized by it. and i've believed in it so much that i thought well by me sharing my truth that opens um that that it can be of benefit uh, to other people so that they know that they're not going that they're not alone going through these things and what was so um, incredible was the response that we got from the screenings where people coming up to me um, in tears, guys, uh, because I do believe that, you know, we are taught as men to suppress our emotions, to, to be macho, um, to not talk about uh, what we're going through. And that, that can result, that can be quite, quite dangerous, I'm, I've learned, in that um, it can present itself in the form of illnesses. And, of course, that's something that was pointed out to me and to how, you know, if it's not dealt with, um, then it's something that can, um, you know, cause great damage to you. But we didn't know, um, you know, exactly what was going to happen. of course, working through things, I was coming to the realisation about, you know, how I was living other people's expectations and uh, living what, what society took to do. And anybody looking in through, I realised that I created this life, this, this hot, the, everything that society says that we need, all materialism, the house, the car. Um, you know, you get married, you, you have kids, um, you get a dog, you get a, a cat. Um, and now that's okay to some people if that's truly what you want to do, if that's truly you. But what if it's not you? What if, you know, you're crushing the dreams that you've always had, that you've known um, inside? And we all have a voice inside of us. And, you know, have you ever made a decision and then gone ahead with that? But, but look. Knowing that it was not the right thing to do by you, you knew inside.
1: Joel, I, I have a question. Um I, I guess because I've watched that this your documentary quite recently, I have a question as to yeah. what about the commitment that is made in life? We make commitments in life to not only ourselves but to people. What about that commitment? Um, I understand what you're saying. You know, we're not li- you know you're not living um, you're living an illusion. But what about commitments that we make to people? How does that come into changing our minds um, about w- what our true purpose is?
2: Well, it, when we, we make, make, making commitments, there's making commitments that are true to who you are. And there's making commitments to please others, to to and to um, fulfill a role, and to um, be acceptable in society. People who are single want to be with somebody because it's perceived um, to be, you know, that that's what you, that's what society says to do, to be, to get together with someone. And when you and I remember when I was getting to a certain age, I think. You know, twenty-eight, and people were saying to me, "Well, come on, you should be—you should be married by now. You should have found someone." And that's like, "Wow, okay, why is that?" And uh, you know, we all do—we all do things in our life. Um, we all commit to things, but are they for the reasons of living who we are, or are they for being, for pleasing others? And um, you know, it was very interesting. Uh, Oprah Winfrey did and um, was interviewing women in their, um, uh, I think seventies or eighties. And she said, if you could go back and say one, say something to your younger self, what would it be? And every single one would say, you know, don't worry because everything's going to be okay. Um, but they all wanted to, they all wanted to say in a roundabout way that, um, they would have chosen to live a life that's true to who they are instead of living the expectations of others.
1: And did they say what that life was? Did they did they say that they wouldn't have married, that they wouldn't have children, that they wouldn't have done their career, that they wouldn't have had their best friend? They wouldn't have. What did they say? Because I, I, I didn't see it. But
2: well, I just didn't. You know, I mean, I only. I, this is this is something that I I heard after the the, the fact, and I've heard it um, said um, by other people as well, who have spoken to people you know, when they're in hospital and ask them what they would do. And, uh, you know, they, the majority of people look back in, in regret. There is, um, uh, 50 to 60% of people who get married, get divorced. Um, 59% of women do not divorce even though they want to because of financial reasons. And, uh, so people go and, and do things um, out of fear. They make decisions, make choices out of fear, In, instead of making out of love, out of listening to that voice inside that's saying, this is the direction you have to take. This is the, this is the next step for you. But, it, it, but instead, we learn to shut down that inner guidance system that we all, all have, that human intelligence that we're all born with. And that's what's dangerous for us. That's yeah. not living our truth.
1: I'd like to look at, um, because I love to do this, I like to look at historical perspective on this. Mm-hmm. So you're a hunter-gatherer. You're living with a tribe. What choices do you have? You 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 live with this tribe. You have to get food. You... Um, Part of, of why we're on this planet is to, I believe, um, mm. have children and, you know, keep the gene pool going. That was, you know, that if I was going to put it in basic terms, that's what mm. it is. So we now live in a society that our, our evolutionary brain and our evolutionary bodies don't um, necessarily um, adapt to very well. And so, do you think it's because we have these choices that we didn't have before, and we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs, that creates this? Um, what you're saying, like this is the only way. And I, I'm giving you the hard questions, Joel, because your documentary throws it at me to do this. And okay, but it,
2: if you when you. When you look back in history and things like that, you're looking from, a, that's the, from the whole survival suspect, perspective, the hunter-gatherer. That survival. We are spiritual beings um, having a physical experience. We are. There's more. There is a lot more to us than that. Than that survival instinct. When you know, because we we have intelligence. We create things.
1: But what makes um, you think the hunter-gatherer was not a spiritual being having a physical? Um, you know a, a physical
2: I well I mean I'm sure the unscathler uh, was uh, was you know a spiritual being having a physical experience and um, but is that something are they you know because you can live your you can live your truth you, should, you know um, you don't have to uh, do things because that's what you're programmed and conditioned to do and it's the same comparison that I made with the with the food. Um, you know, do we we don't? If we if we are unaware, if we're unconscious, we just go and uh, you know eat whatever we want. But if we're if we have edu- education, then we can make different choices. But I do believe it's about being honest with who you are, because you talk about procreation, but is that right with the wrong person?
1: Hmm. Uh, you stump me there. I, I, I,
0: yeah. I. Let me. Can I, I, I ask a question? Can I ask? ask can, and it, it might support.
1: That
2: we do hit on that in the documentary, you know, and how hmm. you know people conceive naturally, and and some need assistance.
1: Hmm.
0: Joel, it's Karen. I just, I just yeah. really wanted to um, ask. To, or just kind of wrap. My, I had questions. You mentioned that you're, um, you know, you, you you weren't really sure of the outcome and how it was all going to unfold, and you know, for yourself that it was really about, or, um, you know, figuring out that you had been living a lie, in effect, or you hadn't been living towards what you felt was your greatest purpose and your greatest truth. And I think there wouldn't be too many people who would disagree with you in that. You know, it, it's vital for. Um, um, humanity to feel that they're in a sense of fulfillment the question that I've got for you is is one your wife did she so she had no idea how the documentary was going to unfold and she actually willingly agreed to participate in the documentary without having clarity of the outcome is that correct so it was just as much of a shock to her so none of what we saw was rehearsed or staged
2: um, well what you saw you a lot of certainly the coaching sessions and live views are, are live, and there is another side to this story, which I don't know if you if after the it comes up. You know the um, episode two is called "Blinded by You," and this is Timmy's Timmy's side of the yeah, story, yeah. and mm-hmm. so then that, that goes back as as well. But we both went through um, a journey of discovering who we truly are, um, and. Seeing the choices and decisions that we've made, and where that and where that came from, and we were both inspired to uh, uh, help others uh, to realise that you know the lies that they may be living, um, and then what's go, what's really going on beneath the surface of, of people, because you know anybody looking at me and me and Timia would think they've got it all. Um, but what's really going on behind the scenes? That's that's what um that's what we're getting at, and that's what we truly, you know, no matter what what was going to happen um, with that, or and it's still in development as well. So we still are working through things.
0: Hmm. And do you think? You know, I remember um, when I got married, uh, I was twenty three years old, and I remember to my brother you know, gosh, am I making the right decision? Am I making the right decision? And he said to me, there's no right or wrong. All there is, is what is right now. And he said, you can't know what the future is going to hold and you can't know how you're going to feel in a month or a year or 20 years, but you can only know how you feel right right now. And with that, I went ahead and got married and, you know, found myself not terribly long afterwards because it, as it turned out my relationship became abusive but my relationship reached an end based on what was right at the time that it reached its end it wasn't as much a case of me recognizing that I wasn't fulfilling my purpose at the time I guess the question that I is isn't it natural that a human will evolve and change and relationships as a third entity between two human beings also it you know it them to change as well and when they don't that's obviously when the two parties you know reach a decision as to a can, can relationship or not it's almost as if everybody's always going to be growing it's the nature of being human and as you say you know humans experiencing uh, sorry spiritual beings experiencing a human interaction here and because of the nature of that it's only natural that we are going to expand but when the third entity being the relationship relationship fails to expand because we're not depositing to it um, sufficiently is 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 do you feel that that sometimes and it was just it was just a thought that Mm -hmm. i had when i was watching the documentary today and i thought you know being a, a couples counselor myself i thought you know sometimes i think i wonder if we don't blame our relationships for our inability to feel free enough to fulfill our purposes whereas if we were Free. If we set ourselves free, rather than relying on our freedom to come from another human being, we allow ourselves to be free. Because often, what we project on another, is really, what's going on inside of ourselves. So, if we were to give ourselves the permission to be free, then potentially the relationship may not necessarily be um, what is. And I'm and and the reason that I'm asking that question is because most of our listeners are women, and. I, from the female perspective how your wife has perceived or, or, or experienced this um, this journey, this journey. Does, does that make sense or have I just said a whole lot of stuff? Really I just think I just had like – I think I just had a, a whole brain involved right there. Yeah,
2: there's a, there's a lot that the – you know, there's a lot of questions that this documentary will raise within people and it will challenge a lot of people and it will also – in <laughs> inspire a lot of people. Um, you know, Timmy You know, is, is a truly uh, remarkable um, uh, uh, woman, and you know, I've certainly got a lot of love for her. Um, you know, we've got a beautiful daughter uh, together. Um, so where do I start with any, I'm trying to remember everything that you were? Uh, so okay, you, okay,
0: I'll give you. I'll just remind you. I'll remind yeah. you. Do you think that? Um, and I think the most poignant question there really out of all of it is, you know, we 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 look at our lives sometimes and think, I'm not fulfilling my purpose, and I don't feel free. But for the most part, when, when we feel like it's, it's the relationships falter, it's not the other person's responsibility, it's really our own. And when we set ourselves free psychologically, emotionally, mentally, with that. Thoughts, you know, physical and emotional. When we set ourselves free, then, the, then potentially the relationship doesn't have to be sacrificed. Do you think that that's a
1: possibility?
2: Setting ourselves free. Um, communication is, is something that, uh, you know, people, um, there, there's a lot of actions and hidden behaviors that aren't addressed in relationships. Uh, and, you know, people end up down a road that isn't being true to who they they are um people can get married for all different types of uh, reasons and um as long as that's uh, true to who they are if, they, if they're going to you know have, if they want to have if if someone wants to have uh, children who and nurture leaders that's really true to who they are and that's that's absolutely amazing um however if somebody wants to uh if you know that's not really that wasn't really on Madonna's agenda, she had some. She had a. She she knew within inside her that she was different. That she had a gift to give to the world, and every single person has a gift to give to the world. Are you being? Are you honouring that? That is the question to ask of yourself, because there is no such thing as right or wrong. Everything we do is serving who we are, and every we do is helping us get to the next stage and that can be, you know, whether you are sitting down and watching TV, how is that linking to your highest value? is serving us, but, you know, are you going to choose to get onto the path and, and, and do what you're doing? Are you going to listen to that voice that's inside of you? Or if you continue down the same path, do you acknowledge that you have this uh, voice inside of you what, and are you really listening to that? Because learning to listen to that, after being um, educated in such a way that we are, that we learn to stop listen to, listen to people outside of us, that's dangerous. That's the point. now. When you've gone down that road for so long, do you then have the courage? Do you then have what it takes to? transform your life and honour who you are.
3: Joel, can I ask you,
2: the, the, sense,
3: yeah. the sense that I get from what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is your whole feeling of living an illusion is that it wasn't true to be in the relationship with your wife and to have that child, and you therefore were not fulfilled and therefore... Um, you weren't living your truth as such. Do you think, though, I've just finished reading um, Brené Brown's book, Rising Strong, and one of the questions she asks in there, which was quite profound to her from her psychologist, was, do you think everybody's doing the best that they can? And she was quite struck by that and asked over 40 or 50 people over the next month what their reaction to that was. And there was a group of people, the people who felt that um, no, they're not, backed it up very quickly with reasons why. And then the people who felt that, yes, they are doing the best that they can, had a far more compassionate view as to how people are responding. Do you think then that perhaps you and your wife were just doing the best that you could in that moment, that there was no wrong, that there is nothing wrong with where you were both at and what was happening, and that you just came to a place where all of a sudden you decided that, that being on the stage and doing the entrepreneurial stuff and the and the things that you do in your working life just felt far more greater and more fulfilling than perhaps your married life. Were you just doing the best that you could and now you've woken up to wanting to doing more of that or were you feeling that the whole way This
2: through, is... Uh Again, I mean this is the, this is the transformational work that you know we go through working with someone who I, I believe is the you know the one expert at this, which is Tony Salimi and um, do the best they can. we are all doing the best we can with the knowledge um, that we have with the, with the level of consciousness and awareness that we have at the t- at the time. we're all doing the best we can, but looking back we can join the dots. And looking back, I know that I made choices and Timmy would also uh, say that you know choices were made um, out of need and fear and, and lack of self-love and self-worth. So we do things to be liked by others or to be included and because that's what society tells us and that's how we perceive um, the way our life should be. But we end up living other people, and most people are other people. There are other people's passions are a quotation and their life is a mimicry. I think Oscar Wilde said something like that in a roundabout way. Um, It's again, it just comes back to, you know, are you being true to who you are? Because I do believe that we know, I do believe that people can feel um, globally without necessarily reading any books. They can feel when something's not right. And I remember going through school, and I could just feel that this there's something not, not true about this. You know what are we what are we learning here? What are we all conforming to? Uh, you know, everybody everybody is different. Um, there's not a one size fits all, and the school system has become a bit like the fast food industry, where you can you can go to a, a restaurant in London, and it's pretty much this. You know, you're going to get the same as you do in new york or la or sydney or brisbane and that's the same uh you know that that's the school system it's, it's out people to be the same in this world that we have been born into into this kind of movie so we end up conf- and being someone we are not who we are not but getting back in line to who that to who that tr- that truth is that's who you are when you're younger Look at children. I've got a three-year-old, three year- old three and a half nearly four and she's a ballerina and um, she lives who she is. she truth. she's honest. Sophie, did you did you just did you mess up the living room? Yes, I did Daddy. Um, and she's constantly um, living who she truly is, expressing who she truly is without the fear of what other people are thinking of her. I'm not saying that you know uh, knowledge, uh, you know, learning things is 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 wrong, but being distracted by that um, can have uh, potential disastrous effects on on your spirit.
1: Uh, we're all stumped. I think <laughs> it's not often we're quiet.
0: <laughs> but I think you know I'm still I'm still left with the question here. Where I'm thinking to myself: we all do the best. On where we are, and I don't think that anything is a mistake. I think everything is perfect and everything is purposeful along the journey of expansion and along the journey of learning. And if it turns out that you've changed your mind that your relationship isn't the right relationship, then you know, so be it. And of course, everybody needs to be free to make those decisions. I think what you're referring to, Hijol, is a lot of the conditioned beliefs and a lot of the conditioned thinking that we're brought up with over over the years. Um, which finds us challenged, um, you know, as we do get older, when we do start to question it, everything seems to fall apart. Said blue is blue. And who said love feels like love? And who even said that another human being is my key to happiness? You know, all the fairy tales and all of the dreams that we had and all the things that we kind of told when we are younger growing up, they do fall apart. They don't stand up to inquiry as we get older. So I think that that's, you know, very fair and very justified. I guess the interesting part about your documentary is that, you know, you've chosen to use your relationship as a vehicle or as an example to prove or not prove, that's not really the right word, is it, as an example to um, access freedom. So obviously, and I'm just going to make this a. Assumption: Is it fair to say that even when you got married, at the time that you got married and at the time that you, you had your child, it's fair to say um, that you knew it wasn't right, you were doing it out of obligation at the time? Is, is, that, is that a fair call or did you feel like it was the right thing at the time?
2: Um, I, I knew inside and I think there's not a single person who would deny it, that they don't know truly what's going on within them. Um, and know and know how that how that feels. I mean, as I said, you know, I I really wanted to have a child. I was praying you know, every night because I wanted to give the gift to to, you know, to my wife. I want because she so wanted a child. And whether you like it or not, we are subconsciously under from parents to have children and and I, you know, and my dad would say to me, I never pressured you into doing that, not with words, but with thought. Mm. That is how, so you do things because you believe that this is the right thing to do. You do things because you believe that it's socially acceptable. Um, But inside you, something else is going on. So I say to you, yes, I really was praying for to happen and it was very difficult for us you know. um and but when I, when you are you know questioned by an expert um and brought to your own realizations you know and i could i could relate back to you, that it wasn't true to me i wasn't being honest with job now
0: so you did know that at the time though you well, I, I, it when you got married, yes, and when but you
2: don't you know how to. Listen. But you don't know how to access that.
0: Access it, or or you don't know how to make a
1: decision.
2: Um, you think you're doing the right thing. You think you're doing what, you're, what is what is right. But you know there's this nagging feeling inside. Uh, and Joel, Joel can, I, is, can I ask you a you question? Can I, to do can I you ask you a do?
3: question, Joel? that yeah, of course. That um, yeah. from your perspective, and from where you're at, and where you were. There was that inquiry, perhaps, or that that feeling that maybe it wasn't quite right, or you had an inner knowing, you just didn't know how to access it. Um, I can promise you on the day I got married, I knew it was the exact, the perfect, and the right thing to do. And I knew he was the man for me, and I knew in my heart of all hearts that our life was going to be perfect from that moment on, and our bubble would never burst that's how I felt on the day we got married. Okay. So why did you
2: ask the question to your brother? Is this the right thing to do?
3: Oh, no, that was me.
2: That was Karen.
3: Oh, yeah, that
0: um, that was, I'm Karen and <laughs> that was Kim
3: that just asked me. <laughs> She's the one with the funny accent. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just asking because whilst there are many people, I'm sure, that have that, that doubt and they're not sure and they wanna do the right thing and they want to please their wife or their husband and I'm sure there's many of us doing the right thing. Um, For me, it felt like nothing but the perfect thing. And, And of course, since there, the bubble has burst and some life things have occurred and 25 years down the track, we've got a number of bumps and bruises and scars, but we've got this incredible connection that holds all of those bumps and bruises and scars together. Um, and I love Dr. Brian Weiss's words where he talks about the fact that, that there's never any wrong in soul connections and connections that we make. We just come to a place sometimes when the relationship or the souls need to take other classes. And I love how soft that is. And I'm just asking whether this is just a male's perspective, your perspective, that it was wrong or that you came to believing that you had been living Um, your illusion an illusionary life rather than a real life or was it just that it was the truth and you came to a place where you then got to really delve into and and decide that the truth was that this wasn't meant to be I mean is uh, to me to see to me watching the documentary I I don't know how this is going to go as far as women and men because I think men Mm. men could turn around and go actually, yeah, he's right. I'm living a lie. And is there a chance that they walk away from something that just needed some more work and some more investigation and more um, conversations with the person that they'd committed to? And are women going to sit there and go, how could you say that? How could you do that to her in that room? How could you talk like that? Like, I just don't know. And we haven't seen the second part of the documentary, so I'm really keen to see her side of it. But maybe for you in this moment it feels incredibly liberating and and my husband's experience of watching it was he got very teary and he got very emotional i looked at him and he it brought up for him the fact that he knows a lot of men a number of men in his life friends are living what you're what you were living and so it didn't necessarily strike a chord that he was living that way but he was emotionally affected by the fact that he sees many men out there living that way, and my question, I guess, is is do you think women? I mean, is is there a softer part to this that us women aren't going to feel like you were really mean?
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, I mean, yeah. And then there was the woman who actually was at the uh, at the screening, and she said that it's the the best thing. You can do it um, because what's worse for a child, for parents who um, don't, who's, who are not working out together, people stay in a relationship because of children. And that's really, that's not, I don't think that's, I think that's worse for children because children grow up believing that lies are okay, that not honouring the truth is okay. Um, there's no right or wrong in any decision. There is pain and pleasure in any decision. You know, you can uh, um, you, staying in staying in a relationship has benefits and drawbacks. Leaving a relationship has e and drawbacks. But again, if you're not aligned, then you're going. You know, there's always going to be that nagging feeling. And it's just whether you want to address that or not. And if you don't address it, then you are going to have to face the consequences that that's going to make you very ill. There's people who will will be inspired by this and there's a lot of people who will see a lot of things in this. So as you say, if your husband saw something he could see in other people, well, what's to say he can't see it in himself?
3: Yeah, look, look, I I. I think he, there was a lot of emotion for him in the sense of, you know, for men there's a lot of responsibility, there's a lot of pressure being that hunter-gatherer, there's still that evolutionary part of the brain that they, they need to provide and protect and I actually think that you're absolutely spot on. I, I think what I loved about the documentary was the truth in that moment, that moment of truth which then allows everybody to move into a space of now dealing with that truth rather than, like you say, living in an illusion. And I think that's the key message Danny and I took from it was not that there was anything wrong or that you had done anything wrong by marrying your wife when you did and, and blessing her with a beautiful child and, and then coming to a part in your relationship when, when it was just, um, you know, it was just, it was just, it was just, it was just time to call on it, and I think that was the beautiful part in there where we got to see people, the truth.
2: I mean, there's a lot of people who do, do not acknowledge the, the, the truth, and if you look at, I probably, uh, you, you know, you guys, you probably know a lot more about this than me, but most, the, most marriages, certainly from my awareness, um, are not true. And look at the statistics on the couples who win the lottery. How many of them separate? Look at um, uh, celebrities. They um, they they get married and divorced. How many times in their life? I mean, you know, look the, the the famous people, the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They get divorced. There's no financial fear. People stay together people break up for many different reasons. Um, but why do people stay together? One could be children, but that can have an adverse effect on the on the child. It can have positive and negative in equal measure. People can stay for fear. For fear. As I mentioned, percent of women, according to She Economy in America, um, stay married um, because of financial reasons. Because the because society has uh, conditioned us in such a way that the man would work and provide, as you mentioned. And the other side of that is what well, the woman doesn't work or have any um, or, or have, uh, fine, you know, financial education. They don't have their own business. They don't. You know, so um, people stay together for that reason stay together because they don't want to commit to the change for, for fear of ridicule of what society and their friends may say and what their family may think of them and people um, make the same choices in business and in work they stay in a safe secure job or what's perceived as a safe secure job even though it's not um, rather than go in search of that dream and try and, 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 and you know go uh, for creating their own business and their own freedom that they truly de- desire they withhold now there's advantages and disadvantages to doing that. And it, and it goes through absolutely everything, including you know, the food that we eat. Why do we drink alcohol? Look at the addictions that happen in relationships to suppress the truth. So, you know, and that's what they, you know, the signs of a midlife crisis. Uh, drinking not frugal spending. Um, a desire to look good. Talking about past relationships. And these are, you know, these are signs that we um, learn to brush under the carpet. But, of course, that can be taken out. That, that, that that's These addictions um, are drowning out the voice that's screaming at you. Well, oh, you that's, know what?
1: I'm really, I mean, it's funny, I've been very resistant and I'm wondering if that resistance is fear. And, you know, I, I, I just think that sometimes when we hear something like this, um, and especially as women hearing from a man and watching your wife um, in the... Documentary when she was asked the question, What is your greatest and what number is it? Uh, on a number of well, yeah. once ten. And, and she said 10 that you guys were going to pick up. So, I'm wondering if it's resistance to the truth based on fear. And I know that that's um, a huge question, but I think it's a question. That is worth asking, um, and especially for our listeners, maybe they're feeling our resistance um, to what uh, you're saying. But you've you've really opened up um, questioning, and and like I said, when I got when it got to a point in the documentary, and I was in suspense, and I was wondering. Yeah, yeah I, I was, I just, I wanted to see what was going to happen and now I'm hanging out to see part two. When's that going to be released, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I mean, we've done certain, you know, we've done a lot of filming before, two and three. Um, and uh, that's, that. you know, it's, it's the next stage of where this goes. You've seen something which um, you are very aware that will have a lot of people asking a lot of Of questions, and when you know, and but what they're doing is the the reactions that we get from people are a reflection of what's going on inside of them. So, you know, everything that you know, as you say, is there a resistance to this? Is there a resistance? Is there there a sort of an anger towards Joel here? Is there a respect for him here? What is going on within that person?
1: And
0: it's the same is true, then you know, everything that was going on in your relationship is a reflection of you. You know, just What's you know, using on? what you've just said then as well.
2: Oh, wow. so our, our inner world is is a reflection on our outer world because we are powerful creators. So we right. go in, we can go, we can achieve anything. Now, if we knew that, then we can, then we can truly live in our hearts and do what our, our, do what we and do what we want. <laughs> because when it, when you find who you are, when you discover what it is you love. That's when you are always going to be at your happiest. When you're not, you look for other things to, to um, uh, fill that gap. So we're taught to be consumers. So we say, you know, you get that, you'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll be happy if you can just get that dress, that pair of shoes, that that, that, that bag. Or, you know, I would just be happy um, when I go out with that person. It's Happiness is not outside of us. Happiness is something... You know, it's not when I get that I'll be happy, it's when I'm happy, happy things will happen. It's it's the inner work and this is what was truly I was truly inspired by the inner work, the self discovery of who who we truly are. Because that's what we're gonna take. We can't take anything with us when we when we leave this um this rock that we're travelling on through space and time. What we can take with us is the is the learning.
3: So, Joel, can I ask you, who is Joel? Tell us who Joel is so that we know who he is. I know we're coming to the end of the podcast, but I'd love to know who, yeah. who is Joel. Tell us.
2: Joel is that creative child who um, wanted to play all day and create. And what you're seeing um, is who uh, Joel is. And what you're going to see through two and three is who Joel True is, is. Who, who the, the transformation that is happening, and it's happening because you're you're seeing. You've seen Living My Illusion, but what I'm showing in Living My Illusion is the transformation that is happening. Um, that is happening to who I'm, who I truly am, which is that creative person who um, who loves so creating films and documentaries to inspire others to live their truth. That is the that is Joel. And that's what I'm that's what what I believe that you know that's the gift that I love to give. And and you know when you're doing what you love. Because there you you embrace the support and challenging of, of whatever it is you are doing. You are inspired. You 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 wake up early and you go to bed late feeling inspired and energized. Yeah. It's not the Monday morning blues, the heart attack rate increases by 35% on a Monday morning people are not living who they want to be they're working a system and they know with inside them it's wrong, they know with inside them it's not who they are, that it's not what they want to do, that it's not what that they've they've, um, that they've crushed the dreams that they've had and the midlife crisis is the universe's way of maybe kicking you and saying wake up and the midlife crisis can be the midlife transformation because it's that wake up call that our um, spirit is giving to ourselves to say okay, you know, you, you can choose to get in line here, you can choose this road or that road, which one do you want, which one's going to serve your, your um, which one's going to serve your spirit, serve your soul.
3: You know, when Danny was watching it and, and, and he, was... he turned around and he just said to me, what, what, I think what struck it for him, which is why I'm interested to know how men are going to react to this and how women are going to react to this, but his whole thing was what he took from it for him personally was in his sporting world as a professional athlete for so long he is constantly told and even as a commentator to put his game face on put his game face on put his game face on and he gets told to do that in his work all the time which then brought up the question who is the real Danny Morrison and I think where he got so emotional as well for himself was sometimes Um, society or the job or the people or the the whatever it is that you're involved in has this expectation perhaps or that you think there's an expectation on how you should be Mm -hmm. and then when you don't live up to it or you don't feel like being that anymore then you look at that as a mask he did say though that when he's doing that and he has got his game face on he also loves that so there was a real interesting conversation um around, you know, his own reflection. So it was nothing to do with relationships, but it did spark something in him about sharing his own journey around the world of depression and masking and and game facing and who are we and who aren't we as a dad and and all the roles for him as a man. So, you know, I want to congratulate you on your bravery to, to share this, because You know, for us, you've got three women sitting here listening to it, and we've only seen your side of the story. So it's a very interesting um, viewpoint to a man's. And so I want to say thank you for that. And I also, I'll be really interested to what our listeners think of it um, with the documentary and, and how they look at it. And perhaps it will spark, my hope is that it sparks an inquiry into who we are, not the right or wrong or the let's leave this relationship or we'll make this one work, it, It's that's sort of a bit superficial. I think it's more that inquiry. Is is that truly your intention?
2: Well, yes, it's going to raise a lot of questions and when you challenge people, um, you can get an egoic response. Uh, talking to you is truly amazing. Um, it's probably the most challenging interview I've, I've had so far. Um, and, you know, but then... Uh, that's brilliant. At the same time, because it really is about um, people asking those questions and people being able. Because if it if it ignites a spark in people to to ask questions that they've been um, conditioned and programmed to accept, ask questions about what's going on um, and speak their truth. I think there's um you know there's a lot of women out there who will um start to, uh, by, by the things that I am saying and the honesty that I'm uh, projecting, will be able to see, not only in their relationship, in their relation, own relationships or within others, what's truly ha- happening. Is the husband, you know, are women uh, believing the lies that they're telling themselves about where their husbands are when they're working late, why they're not wearing a wedding ring? They're very unique signs that we, that, that, you know, we can cover up, we can brush under the carpet. Are they truly being addressed? And what actions are happening within a relationship that are unique signs that something's not right. And um, so I, 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 all this documentary is doing, it's very funny. When you make things, you don't know where they're going. But all I wanted to do was just be honest. Was just say honestly that I was always afraid of because of what others may think of me. And when I and by having that that great skilled coach that Tony is, then you start to un- unravel um, the truth. And that's why I thought, okay, why not share? Why not? Because you know, okay, I'm a human being. I'm Go, I'm on this journey like everybody else's. You know, why not be open about that? Because we all have problems. We all have these thoughts and feelings. We're all going through struggles, every single one of us. But why, why is it okay not to talk about it? It's become okay not to talk about it. Why can't we change that and say, let's talk about it? So that's what I'm doing. And talking about everything, everything that's going on with me. Um, and, yeah, people won't like that. But uh, people will awaken inside of them something as well, men and women. And it would be very interesting to see the uh, to see the next steps, to see the feedback, and talk to many more um, uh, people about about this. But it is, you know, yeah, it's a uh, when it's uh, when it's available. Um, you know, we will uh, have, we will let everyone. Know.
0: Joel, I love how. Um you know, your whole intention here is just really to, as you've just said, to speak your truth and to be to be honest about things that a lot of people don't speak about. And I think that there is way too much in our society that we don't talk about, like mental health, suicide, um, you know, uh, sexual preferences, all of those sorts of things. There's way too much that goes on behind closed doors. That is just yeah, you're so right. suicide, being,
2: suicide being huge. I mean, look at celebrities. Yeah. You think celebrities have got it all. But there's two most recent ones, Chesterton
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and um, the other guy, Chris Cornell, both yeah. of them committing suicide and, and they've, they've got the perceived perfect life. So people are putting this front <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'll be the first person to take a selfie um, and po- post it on Facebook, Instagram and say, hey, look at me. My life is amazing. I'm successful. I've got it all together. But inside, I'm stressed, I'm depressed, I'm lonely, I'm craving direction. That's the truth.
1: That's yeah. the truth
2: of it. And I think, you know, that if, if that's happening to me, and if I am living in a Facebook, Instagram world, and I'm saying, you know, and I even did it last night before I went to sleep, I'm going on a podcast, Hello Australia, with with Morrison. With, with, <laughs> you know and what is that saying to other people about my life now I do say a lot of serious things on Facebook and I do I do say exactly what I just said and I, but at the same time we all um, are doing things to please others or to give that perception of what others think of us have you ever done a, a post on Facebook and you like hesitate and you think what do people what are people going to think about me And that's what I you know and so I'm just coming from that, that position of this. Cultural surroundings that I've been that I've been brought up in, and I'm asking questions. I'm saying, okay, why, why, why are things like this? Why are we suppressed from that? I think we all feel that kind of disconnection from the inner child. From you know, when we start to get to seven, eight, nine, um, and we start to we learn to look outside of us for love and want to be want to make others happy. We're taught that okay, if you don't do this, you won't be liked
0: and I think that that's a very fair call I think you know we do we do have that understanding actually at around the age of three that we're separate and um you know the uh, the ultimate result of that is that in that separation we begin to see our vul- or experience ourselves as vulnerable and then it's in that vulnerability that we go looking for connectedness and sameness rather than and differences, and I think that it can be incredibly damaging. And I and I agree with you wholeheartedly, Joel. I think that we live in a very closed society, and we do grow up with a whole world of judgment about what we should and shouldn't be, and what societal norms are. And I think, like you know, we were saying before, as soon as we put that under inquiry, it collapses. And we only learn to do that inquiry when we get a bit older. So I think I commend you, and I take my hat off to you for you know one yourself, you know, and, and doing it so publicly, ending the, ending the judgment that you were holding on yourself about what was wrong. And I really take my hat off to your wife for agreeing to participate in something like this and to um, exposing beautiful softness, gentleness, vulnerability, and the very feminine side of um of a relationship experience. So I think that you, you know, you have an incredible woman there for whatever capacity she's going to be in your world. Obviously the mother of your daughter, but for whatever other capacity she continues to be, I think, you know, I, I think yes, she's have, my business
2: partner. We do. We, we create yeah. a lot together. And well, you've, I, you've you know,
0: beautifully. You've and this is
2: the difference that we, you know, how? I was speaking to one guy recently. He spent four, 400 Hundred fifty thousand months getting a divorce um that's like i don't know six hundred thousand australian dollars that's, but um
0: yeah.
2: now it's very different when people separate with love that's almost um, definitely that that is something where two people realize both of them realize that they are um that and respect each other, um, and it's a very different different way because there's no lawyers involved. People go through ten, um, parents uh, who separate, they have their kids take sides. They say, oh, you, you know, your father is an alcoholic. Your father is this. Your father is that. Your father did this to me, um, and the same the other way around You know, your mother's run off with someone else. She's, you know, uh, she's like this. She treated me like. And she's going to do the same to you. And so, that what look what's happening to the kids. Um, having someone like not everybody has a Tony J. Salim in their life. Um, now, when you have someone like that, you can see both sides, and you can see how it takes two people to create. It takes two people to destroy a creation. But is that you know? But there is a way of doing it with ability um, and which escapes the pain, which we which we see. It's because it's not because it, there is a financial black hole that is created, uh, and the average uh, divorce in the UK for the average salary earner is seventy thousand, perhaps. And um, you know, this is something very different. It's looking at something, looking at looking at the constitution in a very different way.
0: Joel, just looking at time, I think that yeah. um, today's podcast is today's podcast has been such an interesting experience. I think for everybody listening to the podcast, and I've, if you haven't watched Tree Joel, where's the best place So what what's the, what's the website that our listeners can go and check out? Because I'm sure they're um, going to have so much curiosity coursing through their veins after <laughs> dark- <laughs> this podcast.
2: <laughs> well, um, if, we, if you go to livingmyillusion.com, and um, there, there you'll there you will see the, the the trailer. It has yet to have a release date, um, but this is going to be something that is on every single um, channel globally. It is going to be absolutely everywhere, and the subscription services as well. Um, and that's what that's the stage we're at with it right now. So um, bear with us because it will be it will be very. Available, but you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well. Tony, uh, you can follow the work of, of Tony and um follow his uh, uh desire to awaken the hearts and of a billion people globally. And so, a billion, a billion viewers is where we start, you know, where we can start with living my illusion. And um, I bet Cindy's going to be with uh tony on the on the ted stage
1: yes i am
2: wow it's amazing so yeah that'll be uh that, that, that'll be fun i may be there i may not i haven't I, i'm not so sure at this point
1: hey it's just a ditch you can do it
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay
0: look it's been an amazing podcast you guys i think We've all had, um, like I said, we've all gone through, like, you know, this, a whole spectrum of thought about, you know, the, the conversation and where we're at and what's important. You know, um, whether it's whether we learn and discover who we are through our relationships, through our families, through our businesses, through our own journeys, you know, as long as we get there. I think that's the most important point. And I think however we, whatever vehicle we use, you um, I guess, in effect, serves its own purpose. So, Joel, thank you so much for being a part of today's podcast. It's been a treat to share this ride with you, and we wish you so much luck and so much um, profile and wonderment, and, and for you to really get your message out there in the way that serves you best and serves humanity best. So, thank you so much for participating in this, and hopefully, we can be a part of that ride with you. Thank you so much thank for being. You, a part of the thank you. Thank you for
2: having me, and I look forward to once it is released, then we can maybe have an, an audience. Or questions or something like that because i think then you know you've got to have a lot of people who um will be uh um having seen what you guys will, what you have seen
0: yes yes so well, we're looking forward to getting that kind of feedback it'll be very cool and we'll make sure that we'll share that with <laughs> you too it'll be wonderful fabulous Thank well, you so for, much. All of our, for all of our listeners we hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and get ready for when that um video comes out that documentary comes out and we'll look forward to seeing your feedback. Now, if you've got any questions for us, just whip straight on over to all the forward slash up for a chat. You can also post your comments and your questions at all the forward slash up for a chat as well. So thank you so much for joining us here this week with Joel, and we're going to look so forward to you joining us again next week, same time, same station, right here on Up for a Chat, where you get to become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And- we are so enjoying having you on the ride bye for now everybody
2: this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives